This recording was made on Goringai Country, Northern Beaches, New South Wales. It's the only way that you can describe what a person is, describe what they do. There doesn't seem to be much job satisfaction or pleasure in this picture. Wow, guys. I mean, it's it's the story that's on everybody's lips, really. I mean, every like everyone I keep talking to, they're like, can you believe it? And I'm like, no, I can't believe Like, we called the future here. As far as having predicted a headline word for word on self-talking to yourself podcast and, and having it happen in real person, having it happen in real life, play by play, yeah, take it from me. I'm as I'm as rattled by anybody because, well, I mean, I've got a lot of mixed feelings on the topic, guys. Mostly good feelings about how you and I actually actually like kind of got it because because we I mean I've gone off the deep end about things that I'm not informed enough at all about to even talk about, let alone like run my mouth about, especially some political goings ons. But but this one, I mean, like. It's all of that's like kind of come good now a bit because because we actually got one spot on. As far as it, we'll recap it just briefly, Australia fought very hard against the Great Barrier Reef, achieving a greater critical status as far as endangerment and protection and conservation of this natural wonder of the world that is ours to look after. We've gone to the UN and said, no, 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 don't worry about it. Like shut, like shut up, guys! Stop talking about what you get. Do you ever talk about anything else, UN, uh, except for how much more Australia could be doing? And that's what, like, that's us, and that's like kind of how our attitude must appear. I mean, like, we were talking, you and I were talking about how shitty that is sometimes to see these big geopolitical decisions that represent us, like you and me, and we shake our heads a bit sometime and think, like, what must the rest of the world think about us now? And it sucks heaps. Um, and then. The thing about this particular decision was that three days prior, a piece of news came out about coral recovery growth on the Great Barrier Reef. And it was this good news story. And then at the time, that, I was thinking really cynically about that whole situation, thinking like, well, what was that? Were those two things related? Did that piece of news come out just before this decision was announced that Australia is rejecting decisions that the Great Barrier Reef needs more protection. Uh, and anyway, we were talking about whether these two pieces of news were related. And then sure enough, under freedom of information laws, it was released that that one study had been pushed by the government upon the Australian Institute of Marine Science, this objective, full of integrity scientific institution that we've got, whose um, wages are being paid by the government of the day. Nothing sus. But anyway, there was something sus, and you and I predicted it and felt kind of a little bit bad about being pessimistic, and then it's come true. That sure enough, someone in the federal government did push someone at the Australian Institute of Marine Science to get this story out there to maybe just like... I don't know, sate the palate a little bit or soften the blow or just mitigate this appalling piece of news that was about to come out. But what makes this particular situation so rotten is that that one article that should have been a good news story about recovery growth was only about one species of coral and in no way indicative of entire ecosystem health. But it gets put out there and and you and I have called it. The fuck? I know. 
Seriously, like, I can't tell. All my, I have all these mixed feelings about it, and mainly good feelings about how we actually, you and I, have quite, kind of come good a bit upon all of the... Um, the nonsense that's um, taken that it's taken to get here, but but also like I'm a bit rattled, guys. How is how the fudge is it on you and me to be the ones actually having a crack at this, you know, before everybody else and calling the future? What what? How on earth has this happened? It's insane, and it brings me to another very important political goings ons, which has happened. In New South Wales, very recently, we had our Premier resign and then our Deputy Premier several days later, again, hey, nothing's us. Don't even, don't, are you busy? Stop looking, stop asking. Go back to, have you got kids to pick up or so? He's like, shut up. Stop even thinking that you should be worried about actually how, how this place is being run. And the answer is it's being run by um, blokes that say, especially... Especially, and and that just blew me away, really. I uh, it love him or hate him, that that man John Barillaro, our former deputy premier. Same goes for Gladys, but I mean in this situation, John Barillaro is like love him or hate him, guys. This is a bloke we've been paying for ten years a public salary to like arguably just to talk specifically to talk to be this conduit of perfect democracy, uh, this instrument of communication between a perfect democratic outcome and and a, an engaged citizenry. And, and they're just supposed to be basically the best talkers, right? And and then and then John Barillaro, we'll just listen to a little bit of it. South Wales, and it's been an absolute privilege. Along this journey, I've been able to serve under so some incredible in. premiers, minute 45. Uh, incredible colleagues that I call now friends, especially Oops. my grassroots members in a national party, my parliamentary colleagues. So minute 40 in, and then, and so this is a 24 minute raw uncut press conference video. And the thing is, is we do have to talk a fair bit about it because it is the single most captivating thing I've seen this year. I think as far as like content media, like situations, even on top of all the hells, like Gordon Ramsay stuff, because I can hear, I heard you just say that you're like, dude, what about all GR stuff? Like that's all I've been, yeah. But this actually takes the cake. I've never seen anything quite like it. Beginning with the word "especially" in in the first minute forty five, uh, and, and anyway, I was more interested in watching this because the bloke is suing uh, an investigative journalist called Jordan Shanks uh, for basically alleging some very substantial corruption charges uh and then and then anyway that's why i'm i'm like interested in that case and and also because i mean it was re- this is really weird it cost the taxpayer a million and a half dollars or something every time someone resigns steps down oh god no but this is the thing guys like i know you're thinking like how can i be criticizing a guy for not being able to talk properly but I like I'm not the deputy premier, guys. I'm a bloke in the closet. Like it's not the same. So okay, the point is, fast forward a minute. We're at two minutes forty. It is tough on anybody in public life uh, to continue in this role, especially Ooh. under so much scrutiny, especially Ooh. media scrutiny. Oops. 
guys, that's a big oops, like on all of us, because that's someone we've been paying to talk specifically. Um, and I suppose like undermine New South Wales's and Australia's environmental security uh, along the way. But he also says especially. And so and so it's it's a big oops, because, I mean, how can you trust a bloke that says... Especially... To be, I mean, especially well-informed on kind of anything at that point. I mean, like, is he just a bit simple? And, like, there's nothing wrong with being a bit simple, but also you shouldn't be able to be New South Wales Deputy Premier if you're a bit simple. Uh, anyway, I'm sure, like, far out, man. What a week. So between you and I calling the future and then and then hearing the word especially so many times in such a short time frame, the other really captivating thing about that resignation press conference, which you really should listen to or watch rather, is that you really see this bloke go from one character to the next, standing in front of the cameras, presenting this doleful sort of pre-prepared especially speech, blinking so much, like blinking like... At a rate of knots, guys, I'm trying to do it and figure out how many blinks per second I'm blinking right now, but it's hard to concentrate on while I talk as well. Um, yeah, maybe like between two and three blinks a second, like a lot, right? And and then all of these pre-prepared things, he's kind of fucking up his lines a bit, obviously, especially the part where he, he says especially, but, but also he says at one point, oh, let me just find it. For the past 10 and a half years as of the Monero electorate and the people of New South Wales. Most importantly, the people of regional. I'm, uh, we've enjoyed some tough, t- some tough days uh, through the worst drought in regional rural New South Wales in recorded history. Like saying we've enjoyed some tough days, like the bushfires and the drought. Like he's, he's clearly nervous, hence blinking and whatever, but also like poorly prepared. Um, because the thing is, when it goes to the questions afterwards, this sort of very sort of like, oh, you know, I'm sad, but I'm optimistic. And especially the part about, um, especially to uh, enter the private sector uh, full time. I mean, enter the private sector for the first time and um, and be out of public office. And when, like be this character who you're supposed to pity, you know. And then as soon as it goes to the press conference and journalists and people are asking him direct questions... He just like shoots them this look. The blinking stops completely. And it's almost like he's another animal. He's a rep, like it's very reptilian actually because of the no blinking and after all of the blinking, but it will, but also because of the coldness, there's something crazy about watching that. And, and so anyway, they're asking questions and he just shoots them this look and he sort of like, like lifts up the side of his mouth like, a, like in the shape of a smile, I guess, but so not a smile because of the no blinking snake look, like lizard stare thing. And then and then as soon as he thinks for a microsecond about the answer and goes back to this like blinking, oh, well, uh, as you know, he's uh, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then like in the black and forth, black and forth, it long, yeah, um, I'm not premier guys, <laughs> but the back and forth is just so captivating. And so that's why that's why it really was like probably the single most in- oh actually I say that single most engaging thing I've seen this year but you know maybe I was just in a really vul- maybe that was a vulnerable day because the video I watched after this immediately like auto played for some reason and then I didn't I was making a bowl of cereal or something I didn't like turn it off because it heated up but it was a 20 minute uncut argument uh from the block uh and I don't even watch that show guys 
what 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 does that say about me? I'm, I've been think, I've been ask, asking myself exactly that question because I'm really worried that's a real indictment on my characters and stuff, and probably, and you, you probably could say that, and that'd be that'd be like, yeah, well, fair enough, but um, you know, thanks a lot, but no worries. Uh, but I've actually because I think there's this common denominator in watching. Watching like, it's like the car crash thing that we always talk about and just like seeing this thing happening and going like, oh, and, but can't look away. Too hard to look away. Like literally feel. And so this argument on the block, I don't, I couldn't, I didn't even focus on what it was on. It was just watching, um, it was just watching these two blokes, like two pairs of blokes just go at each other's throats uh, and no one really like, no, not physical or anything, but just like slinging big, like big grand slams and stuff at each other. And I've been asking myself what the common denominator is between watching that video, watching uh, John Barillaro's resigning, and and watching like Hell's Kitchen, and all of the all of the GR stuff, because because you know this other thing, guys. Okay, here's here's it's conf- it's officially confession. Oh, this whole thing's confession time. Um, but this present um, confession is I, I was thinking about how I watch Hell's Kitchen and it's I watch the first three episodes, decide who I think is going to win. I'll look it up. Usually right. Um, like, last like five in a row, guys. I've cut. Yeah. And then I'll watch maybe up to episodes 11, 12 ish of a 20 episode season. And I was wondering why I did that, because then at the end of that, I just move on to the next season because I get I get a bit bored. And I realized, first I realized, well, that's when the fighting stops. Uh, and then I, and I got really worried. I was like, oh, that's bad. That means that that's all I'm interested in is watching, watching the ag. And, um, but the, I don't think it is because I can see, like, I can see you nodding right now and you're like, yeah, mate, you need help and stuff. Uh, but like, I think more, it, maybe it is a bit of that, don't know. Um, but, but I think much more, it's about the teamwork. Like, what did it take for these people to start working together? when they came from such a place of animosity. And I think really does tie into, into my fears about climate change, which is that the biggest thing standing in the way of it right now is not like emissions or even landfill. It's just like our relationships between each other. And if they were heaps better, then then all of that other stuff would would progress and get a lot better a lot faster. And so for me, like the relationship side of things seems to be seems to be a good starting point. And so and so I love watching this shit. I have to admit it to myself because because I like I'm just interested to know how on earth this this like motley crew of of just like crazy Americans has has united to start producing gorgeous food service. And and that because that's what we've got to do here. Right now we're the we're the motley crew, everyone's like, well I'm the big shot. No, I'm the big shot. Well you don't know what I've done. Well you should stop doing what you're doing. Well fuck you, bruh. And then and having conversations like that and stuff, instead of like, I got two minutes on fish. How long in that Wellington? And then, and then just like combining perfectly and just working in harmony and then high-fiving and having beers after the shift and everything and just like relaxing and loving it again uh, or more or whatever. I think you know what I'm getting at. And so really I like, I just accept it about myself that I, that I do like watching this car crash stuff, but I'm pretty sure it's because 
I, I'm so interested in what it and mainly guys it's not so that I can like go out and find people fighting and stand in the middle and get them to like hug and kiss again and stuff but it's it's actually it's kind of that except the two guys fighting are also me and like other versions of me oh fuck and then the three of us have a bit of a go a bit of a tussle together and then so like all of this fighting that I that I'm doing amongst myself that I can feel that I come and do self talks podcast to figure out is so that Oh, so, okay. So if like there's problems and the problems are solved by improving the relationships with each other, then I think, I think I'm such a fucking caveman that I need to heal the relationships with, of all myself's first and then, and then move forwards onto like someone else who is pretty sure they're a human being, but also not a hundred percent sure. Especially... Um, uh, okay. Well, so I've just looked down to look at again, like we're like 35 minutes in or something. Are we over an hour by now? Whatever it is, I'm losing, who cares? But, but I haven't even talked to you about the things I want to talk to you about, which is something really shocking that I saw in my neighborhood recently. Like, I think it was last Saturday. Yeah. Anyway, um, guys, I saw, I saw four blokes using four leaf blowers at once on the same bit got four guys one leaf blo- one leaf blowers is too many leaf blowers one leaf blower is too many leaf blowers let alone four and by the time by the time they were like I, I stood and watched for like blatantly I was just like my mouth was on the floor I couldn't believe it and I'm watching them literally like push around the same the same like pile of leaves like a fucking hacky sack and all i mean all i could think fuck me actually no that's the wrong one okay or you know what i was thinking i thought what the fuck happened to all the rakes fellas hey guys rakes still exist and and like as far as dumb shit goes that you and i go on about that's an exquisite representation of dumb shit. And we've covered some pretty dumb shit. We've covered, we've covered balloons. We've covered soft plastics in the recycling bin. But, but I mean, more than even the electric foil, I think the leaf blowers is the thing that needs to be loaded into the spaceship before any billionaire chump who just wants to look down at Earth and whatever, masturbate, I suppose, um, before we send any humans up there, as if we're not sending all of our rubbish just to dump on the moon. As so, not a good idea. Not saying it's a good idea, guys. But I'd definitely say it's a better idea than just burying it in random chunks of Earth. And and so I think it's just a place to store it, right? It's just... I, it, guys, it, mo- it, like, it deeply affected me. I... I have had a like my day for kind of derailed from that point onwards. Even I was sat out in the surf, just like oh, almost fucking died again because I was so away with the fairies, thinking about like here's where we're at. There's a bloke on the horizon whizzing around on an electric foil, and then there's four leaf blowers a few blocks back, um, pushing around like basically, basically playing soccer with leaves. Still, sorry, no, um, guys. Like, well, I think we're, I think we're better than this. That's wow, isn't that really the question? Because, because, I mean, 
it's all well and good for me to just come in here and rant at you about why I think uh, a, a, a petrol-powered leaf blowers is a waste of money um, and should be outlawed, much like the electric foil. Yeah, but the, the thing... Like, it'd be so insane for me to go out and actually try and intervene in that person doing that thing. But but if it doesn't appear in the future books because it's been so damaging in the history books, then then when is the time where you actually start going, hey, 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 uh, you, want, you want to borrow my rake? I've got a spare regular board that, that, that if I watch you, like, take that foil to the space plane i'll give you the board like for free i'm happy for that to be your board if you if you if you just promise me that that thing exits the ocean and and like when do you have those conversations about because the thing it's not so not straightforward it's the blurriest thing i think about this whole climate change issue and potentially one of the biggest obstructions to this relationship building thing that we're all a bit worried about what we're doing i think and how and how big the footprint is attached to it but but also nervously just comparing it to everybody else's and and then kind of making a decision based off that rather than based off what we know which is that hey Get it as small as possible in every conceivable instance, uh, because that's the urgency of climate change in 2021. But 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 the thing is, what makes it really blurry for me is there's certain things that you do which make your make you a better person. I mean, take surfing for example. Perfect example: the fact that surfing is a pretty heavy industry on the environment and it's kind of ironic considering the people that do it love the environment and uh, and uh, these direct beneficiaries of it but polyurethane boards and petrochemical wetsuits and all of this stuff and very few material recovery schemes in place across the industry it's a very harmful industry to be associated with yet you know, you buy a wetsuit and yeah, that wetsuit's going to have a cost attached to it when it comes time to get rid of it. But in the time that you've used it, you might have grown as a person and started making infinitely better decisions throughout your life, including about your sustainability and your footprint and everything. And so has that wetsuit, do you see what I'm getting at? Has the wetsuit been worth whatever evolution you've achieved through through its consumption? Because it, yeah, so it makes it really hard to be like, well, one person should or shouldn't do shouldn't do something. But definitely, like John Barillaro's shouldn't say especially, and and leaf blowers, yeah, it, yeah, that's I think the times now basically. You're probably if you're listening to this, you're probably not someone who regularly engages in the use of a leaf blower. But but I think if you are, or if you know someone, maybe now's the maybe now's the time to strategically dismantle it. Like be little bits at a time. Yeah, right. And then get some, okay, so here's what we'll do. So we'll dismantle all the leaf blowers one at a time. And then, and then. Fuck me, do I need sunglasses? Um, I think, yeah. I, so the thing is, the UN, I'm pretty sure, has tried to phone me. And I think they only do it whilst I'm recording this podcast, whilst my phone is on the don't call function and off and um and i'm pretty sure that like because that would make a lot of sense because they've definitely they they must have tried to call by now especially off the back of last episode where where you and i are just the you know just just clairvoyanting our way into the future and then yeah they might they must have i mean especially be sorry especially after um 
Like I've got a rich list here, guys, of, of things we need to stop doing, beginning with electric foils and leaf blowers. And and so I'm sure they're going to want to get their hands on that list. It's the UN. They like they know I have it. So they yeah. I, what I'm saying is I probably better not stick around too long again because um, I'm I'm sure they're trying. But there's a few headlines that we've got to get through um, pronto actually. So so what we'll do is just launch right into those. <clears throat> the New South Wales Premier has resigned because of corrupt. Sorry, the New South Wales Premier has resigned because of alleged corruption. What the fuck? Our, the New South Wales Deputy Premier resigned several days later, and it's mainly because he's a bloke suing a YouTuber who has made substantive allegations of further corruption. Fuck me! Uh, he also said the word especially uh, five times. Fuck me! There's been a massive oil spill off the Californian coast that the ABC uh, called a potential ecological disaster. The situation's dire. Uh, four men used four leaf blowers recently to blow around the same pile of leaves like a hacky sack. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's all. And finally, surfing legitimately, scientifically, might be the solution to all of the world's problems. And yeah, so that's that last one. I'm going to have to expand upon this because, guys, I've discovered something insane. And it's again, like it's kind of like all of the all of the. What I can only only assume is infuriating shit that I rabbit on about about surfing sometimes. Um, there's a thing I found, which is seems to be well, is the first really compelling to my very esteemed um, scientific uh, uh, academic um, tenured background on uh, on science. Um, the first bit of really interesting science that I think might be the actual explanation as to why surfing is the singular best experience on planet ocean, planet Earth, is, okay, so I'm going to say a scary word, ready? The scary word is ion. And 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 then as a 29-year-old man, you're thinking like, oh, yeah, like this, like scary movies are scary and stuff. But I, like I don't actually get like scared. Like that often because I live in like a safe country and all that, and and then you see a word like ion, and then you remember that you're unfortunately still a fifteen year old who, who's just like, who's just like, morphed the costume or whatever into to look like an almost thirty year old, and um and you don't know how to not be scared by a word like ion, and the reason is that that it's scary is because it's about chemistry, but I've actually managed to get my head around it because of how profound this discovery is. So I was reading this book called High Surf by Tim Baker, and it's this amazing collection of stories and interviews with people who have dedicated their entire lives around the ocean. And one of these blokes is a scientist called Vizen Wu, and he started surfing, got so intoxicated, so addicted to surfing. And as this hyper-intellectual, hyper-curious, um, science bloke, you know, much like myself, uh, really started to like go, okay, so what is it about this thing that is that I is now derailing my life almost, but also also I'm not sure life would continue without it. 
And and so he started investigating and discovered a claim, discovered some evidence, negative ions in the atmosphere might be a credible explanation as to why surfing makes us feel so good and helps us be better people and make better decisions both aquatically and terrestrially that you know happily there are ever after thereafter and it's because surfing just like is this ultimate sanctuary and and we all sit out there and bob around and know what's happening but but for me like I love this shit, eh? I just get off on on thinking that there's really smart blokes out there and women and they thems and working on like really complicated problems but actually making progress. And so Vs and Wu discovered that negative ions have been proven to lift our moods, improve our levels of happiness by clinical studies at Columbia University. And so the word ion is scary. I'm going to have a crack at paraphrasing what it is. Um, and I'll put a link to V's and Wu's Facebook page so that you can read this blurb for yourself and get your head around it. And I really like, cannot encourage you enough to do it because it's just the most exciting, like elating piece of news that you could hope to find. Um, and it's not even news. I'm pretty sure it's just news to me. Um, but maybe it's news to you as well. So an ion is an atom in the atmosphere whose number of electrons has been altered due to a reaction with its environment. So hovering around in the atmosphere are positive and negative ions. Positive ions have less electrons. Negative ions have more electrons, one way or the other, but I, but that's not even important to know. The point is, well, it is, sorry, Vazen. Sorry, um, Professor Wu didn't, that was so disrespectful. Sorry, it does matter. Uh, but for the purposes of self-talking -talk, to yourself podcast, it right now we need to just, that's all we need to know is they're out there. Positive ions attract dust particles, harmful airborne pollutants, and just all the bad shit, right? And negative ions clean the air and have been proven to lift our mood, to make us happier. And positive, you might be thinking, okay, well, I've got my head around this mixture of ions in the atmosphere. What does it matter? The point is positive ion-rich places make us feel like shit, Negative rich, negative ion rich uh, joints make us feel amazing. And positive ions come from things like electronic devices and screens, fluorescent lights, all of that artificial shit that you would expect it to come from. The single biggest source of negative ions is a breaking wave in the ocean. And I'm pretty sure I read in this book, I have to go back to it. I read it such a long time ago and then just remembered it the other day because my hard drive is all fucked up apparently like that. Uh, isn't that weird? Like you can you can read something or learn something, and then lock it away. Oh, never forget that. That was crazy. And then and then it like, and then you go onto your phone onto photos and you scroll way back and then you try and click one and it's like could not load image, but the little tile of it's there. And then sometimes like for me that feels like my thoughts sometimes, and I'm and like the thumbnail's still there, but actually all the the data needs. I don't know, refreshing or whatever. So like creepy to think about yourself like a computer. But but either way, I've refreshed it now and I'll be refreshing it further. But I'm pretty sure uh, just aquatic environments, a lot of moisture in the air uh, contributes to this negative ion experience of making us happier. And you think about being in a sauna, being in a hot shower even, how much better you feel after a shower. 
And and anyway, so V's and Wu's hypothesis that I think he might, he, he's got to be getting close to, is that the barrel of a breaking wave, so the biggest source of negative ions is breaking waves in the ocean. The single highest density concentration of it is inside the barrel of a breaking wave. How fucking cool is that? Doesn't that make you feel so vindicated a bit for just like having lost the plot on your podcast for so many episodes in a row now about surfing? And then and then now it's kind of like like the political stuff like kind of come good a bit because it's like we'll see. Like sometimes very good. Sometimes very good. Uh, and so that was something that I really felt was definitely worth sharing. Um, but it is, I, I think like, yeah, I will, I will probably go because, because the thing is, is, so I've been rolling around in a limo recently. Um, it's not a big deal. Like, like, I guess it's like, might be a big deal to some people, but like, but if, are you Australian? You're Australian, right? Yeah. So, you know, you're, but you've got a limo, you're, you're in the limo with me. We're rolling around in this limousine called Australia here, right? And and that's what I think Australia is, guys. And I've been thinking loads about it, is that I think Australia is pretty much the... It's just like some blinged out, sick limousine. And it's got everything in there, including like a V12 supercharged, you know, Hemi something uh, using like, you know, a liter of 98... Um, a kilometer, but but probably more than that. But but the limo's sick, right? And we're inside it, and you and I just carrying on, just having the best time. And everyone else is there as well. And it's just literally, it's got everything that you could ever want is in this limo. And so we're just like kicking back, having a mad time, and catching up, and just like loving the fact that isn't this a great way to travel? Like through life and everything is like in this limousine where everything's just here for us. Don't have to lift a finger. And then, so we're having this great time. And then, and then like a few weeks ago when you and I are talking about Suzanne Lee, um, trying to murder the great barrier reef, and then it comes out in the news and that's kind of like you and I are in the limo. And then, and then one of us is just like our head just like got pinged for some reason. And we sort of squinted and looked way, way in the distance out the front windscreen and then, and then, and we're like, wait, did we just, did we just run a stop sign? And you, and we're like, kind of like something came past in the window, but they're so tinted that like, we couldn't tell what color it was or going too fast. Couldn't see the shape. It was a sign saying something, but now nah, it probably wasn't a stop sign. Like there's no way that this limo is just going to plow through stop signs. Like there's too, way too big, too dangerous, man. Are you serious? Who? Nah, it can't. No way, that's happening. This is a limo. It's a this is a service. Like, there's people getting paid to drive. They're professionals. Whatever. So you and I just go back to it. We're like, nah, maybe we've hit the magnum a little bit too hard. Maybe time for like a bit of watermelon and like butterscotch pudding and like oh, like mango smoothies and stuff. Everything's back there. So we're like, we'll just put the booze aside for a second, just chill. And so and so we're just chilling. But then suddenly like. Our senses are kind of like, oh, getting it. We're looking around and realizing like, fuck, people are going pretty hard in here, eh? Like, what are they doing over there? Is that a bag? No. 
No, he's got no. He's got some of the shortbread. It must be the icing. No, it like there's some crazy shit going on in here. Like this is a pretty wild party, eh? And we're kind of you and I kind of like sobering up at this stage, and just like we've moved on to like the cheese board, and it's like biodynamic and amazing and just like awesome. Um, and so we're just eating like a bit of biodynamic, um, like triple camembert or something. And then and then we've just felt this little like. <laughs> And both of us have kind of like done uh, this like micro tiny little jiggle in our seats. And the limo's got such hectic suspension that you just barely feel that shit. Barely. We w- I'm sure there's been, I'm sure it's been happening heaps, but we've been, as I say, like on the Magnum and whatever. But we're just like, we're both like munching this, like this bit of cracker and cheese and just like, wait, do you, do you feel that? Do you, do we, do we just run over a cyclist? And then like, and so, and you and I like locked, I was like, what the fuck? And then we look out the back window and sure enough, there's this like mangled up cyclist on the side of the road. And, and we're just like, what the f... And so, and so we're like, we got to, hey, should we just get, try and get a bit closer to the front and like, and just imagine if like the government really is telling the Australian Institute of Marine Science what to do. And so we like shuffle up and we realize like, shit, there's so much room in this limo. This limo is insane. It's so big. There's so much of everything. And and as we shuffle up the front, we're just blasting past all these hitchhikers who look like fucking hungry, man, and sunburnt and just desperate. And you and I are like air conditioned and chilled and just like slowly shuffling up our way up. But just watching them and going like, dude, there's so many hitchhikers out. Jesus, where are we? And... And like we pass the science, you know, you're now entering, entering 2022 and we're like, okay, whatever, getting closer. And then we just start like hitting this like kind of invisible wall thing and we can only get so close to the front. So we just start yelling we're like, hey, oi, guys, are you, yeah, well, mostly blokes. Like, yeah, I can see one like redhead up there. Is that a wo- Yeah, it's a woman. Okay. Yeah, but there's mostly blokes up there. Like, fellas, are you on top of this? Like, what? well, I think we just hit something. And... And they're just like, shut the fuck up. Go back there. Get back there. And, but but actually, they're smiling and they're going, oh, you don't need to worry about that, especially because there's great uh, there's great uh, shortbread and um, we've enjoyed murdering cyclists before. So I'm um, sorry. I mean, I mean, what I mean is there's uh, there's lots of other fresh fruit and um, uh, uh, there's pavlova back there, guys. So especially because like it's a bit dangerous if you stay up here, off, off you go. And, but really, it's like, get the fuck back. No one sees the Gregory's, all right? The Gregory's is ours. It stays here. We'll tell you. You can listen. But 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 sorry, like, you just can't see the Gregory's, okay? And and we're just all in this limo, guys. And so I think we need to um start paying a bit. I don't know. Like, most cyclists are really nice people. And some of them are horrible people and bad cyclists as well. And, like... Like I hate cyclists too, guys. I probably shouldn't have mentioned that. Mentioned that in in this like really inane analogy that we're pretty deep into now. Um, but but not all cyclists are bad people, and in fact, like same can be said for kind of most people. I think everyone's got it in them, and and so I feel I'm not sure where I'm left with all this shit, but. Yeah, well, I think where I'm left with it is that I got to go because I got no real way of wrapping up how how we how we tie ho on the limousine. I mean, we're gonna have to stop and refuel again at some point, and that's next year. I think we're all heading to the ballot box. So, 
So we'll all have a say again then about like what kind of like what we should do to the the limo to make it better. And guys, there's wicked electric motors out there that we could put in it. We could cover the thing in panels and just like there's a lot more um, not perfect, but definitely more environmentally responsible ways to to be Australian. And they're accessible right now. You don't have to wait for the petty station. Just stop drinking straight out of a magnet. You bogan. God, that was the worst picture of myself I think I've ever imagined. And the worst thing about it was that it was so realistic. And and I can just feel the weight of that magnet and 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 feel it in my nose when I forget about how much liquid's actually in there when I turn it upside down and have snot pour out my eyes in front of all of my nearest and dearest. And that's basically self-talk podcast, isn't it? So... <laughs> So it's definitely time to go and um, and basically um, say thank you for listening. Um, especially if, if, especially if you've been listening for a while, you know, I love it. I really appreciate it. I love catching up and actually seeing, seeing what the go is and actually like coming good on a few fronts. Um, I mean, last few episodes. Anyway, I think, it, I think, oh fuck, actually I've got a private number calling. I'm pretty sure it's. Oh, it's either Hemsey or the UN. If it's the UN, I want to answer. If it's Hemsey, I'm like, ah. Uh. Oh, no, I'm going to leave it to voicemail, actually. I think it might, yeah. He's been apparently phoned a couple of mates of mine trying to, like, track me down and stuff. And so if that's you, if, he, if Chris Hemsworth phones you guys wanting to know about me or, like, any, like, where I am and stuff, like, like be nice, but be firm, please. And don't, um... Fuck, I hope that wasn't the UN. I gotta go, guys. Uh, uh, thank you. Heaps of fun. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you next time. <laughs> and that, my dear, is fucking delicious.